Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Jonathan Major, Jeremy Renner, Nisi Nash, Adele, Madonna, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their links, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Kid. where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T-H-A-T-S entertain and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. Stiletto, like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 53 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me and joining me on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, wherever you are in the world. So how is everyone doing? Uh, how your week been so far? Uh, this week we're going to be talking about actor Jonathan Majors. Uh, he was arranged in New York City over the weekend over several charges that he assaulted and harassed a woman the previous day. I'll tell you more about it. We're also going to be talking about actor Jeremy Renner, uh, he remember all the pain he experienced after being critically injured by his uh, snowplow three months ago. 
and he gives a very emotional interview for the very first time since the accident. I'll tell you who he's doing that interview with. And Nisi Nash is pleading for change following another school shooting in our country. And Adele isn't saying goodbye to her Las Vegas residency anytime soon. I'll tell you what she means by that. And Madonna is showing some support to the LGBTQ community, and I'll tell you what she's up to. And that's just some of the stories that we're working on uh, this uh, week. Uh, Also, if you don't have a time to listen to the show in its whole entirely, you can always go back and listen to the show through the archives or through our social media page. So if you can't hear it, you know, it's an hour show. So if you can only give me 30 minutes or even 15 minutes and say you want to tune in later, it'll, it'll be right here, right here on Blog Talk Radio in the archives. And you can also check it out on the the on the Facebook page and also on Twitter and also on Stitcher.com and also on um, iTunes as well that you can find the uh, the show on there. Just go to That's Entertainment Online Radio. So let's uh, start with uh, actor Jonathan Major. Uh, he was arraigned in New York City on Sunday on several charges that he assaulted and harassed a woman the previous day. Now, Major is currently starring in the film Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Creed Three. Now, in a statement to NPR yesterday, on Tuesday, Major's defense attorney, Pryor uh, Chaudhry, uh, claimed that the woman has taken back her allegations in a written statement and that Major's called 911 himself over concerns for her mental health. Now, in a statement to NPR Sunday, Chaudhry said that Majors is completely innocent of the charges of assault, strangulation, and harassment for which he was arrested in New York City on Saturday. She additionally said that forthcoming video and witness statements will clear him of any wrongdoing. The New York City Police Department responded to a call Saturday morning over a domestic dispute between a 33-year-old male and a 30-year-old woman in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan. And at the time, the woman told police she had been assaulted. And as of Saturday evening, Majors was no longer in police custody and was released without bail. In a statement to NPR Saturday, an NYPD uh, spokesperson confirmed that officers placed the 33-year-old male into custody without incident. The victim sustained minor injuries to her head and neck and was removed to an area hospital in stable condition. Now, over the weekend, the Army pulled a marketing campaign featuring majors. The ad had been released at the start of the NCAA March Madness College Basketball Tournament. And in a statement Sunday to AP, the Army Enterprise Marketing Office said it is deeply concerned by the allegations surrounding his arrest. You know, that's why, uh, you know, when you, you know, it's, I, I don't know if it's me, but haven't you noticed that every time um, a, a, a major actor, he's um, he's doing well, he's got that hit movie, he's rising high, and then all of a sudden some scandal comes out. And uh, for actor John and Major, he seems to be, you know, always, you know, you haven't heard too much about him. You know, he keeps it on the low. You you don't hear too much about him. But, you know, since he his um, movie Creed 3 is doing so well, 
it now all of a sudden scandal is breaking out. So um, hopefully uh, he will be um, he will complete his innocence of these charges because he's a really good actor. You know, he's a really good actor, and you don't want this hanging over your head. You know, people are just now starting to know who he is. And and you know he's getting a lot of um, he's getting noticeable for his roles and acting and movies. So I hope everything works out for him. Actor Jeremy Renner remembers all of the pain he experienced after being critically injured by his snowplow three months ago. He said in an emotional first interview since the incident. Now the Avenger actor suffered a collapsed lung, a broken cavicle and shoulder, eight broken ribs, and multiple broken bones in his face and legs when his 14,000-pound snowplow ran over him on January 1st. Now ABC released a preview clip Wednesday of Renner's conversation with Diane Sawyer about the incident. Now, Jeremy Renner, who's now 52, says in the interview, which is set to air April 6th at 10 p.m., said that he was awake through every moment. Now, Renner was uh, injured near his Reno area home where he attempted to stop the moving snowplow plow from uh, hitting his nephew, the Washoe County Sheriff's Office in Nevada said in a January report. Now, Renner told Sawyer he would do it all over again because he was going right, the machine was going right at his nephew. The interview marks the most detailed account of the accident by Renner, who has chronicled his recovery on social media. And in January, Renner tweeted that he broke at least 30 bones, and on Sunday he posted a video showing him on an anti-gravity treadmill, the first look at him walking since his injury. Now, Renner made his Marvel film debut as the arrow-shooting superhero Hawkeye more than a decade ago. His character is the focus of the 2021 Disney Plus series Hawkeye. Now, Renner, a two-time Oscar nominee, also leads the crime drama series Mayor of Kingstown. The actor choked back tears when Sawyer asked him about using sign language to tell his family that he's sorry after the incident. And this is what Renner said. He said, quote, I lost a lot of flesh and bone in this experience, but I've been refueled and refilled with love and titanium, unquote. And speaking of Jeremy Renner, uh, he's planned to attend the premiere of his new Disney Plus reality series in person four months after sustaining major injuries in the snowplow accident. The Avenger will be at the Los Angeles premiere of Renovations on Tuesday, April 11, at the Regency Village Theater for a screening and live Q&A portion, according to the press release. Uh, There will be an immersive block party afterwards. Uh, like an afterward theme to the new series. Now, in the re- uh, renovations, the actor gives back by reconstructing uh, decommissioned cars alongside famous friends like Vanessa Hutchins, Anthony Mackie, Anil Kapoor, and Sebastian Yatra. Renner's best friend, Rory Milliken, will also play a role. Renovations debut on Disney Plus on April 12th. And Nisi Nash is pleading for change following another school shooting. More than 30 years after her brother Michael Ensley died at 17 in a school shooting, the Golden Globe nominee sent her prayers to the families of those killed in Monday's shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville, which killed three children and three adults. Now, Nash said through tears in a TikTok video, this is what she said, 
She said, quote, in 1993, my older brother was killed on his high school campus because somebody brought a gun to school. It's 2023, and there are babies who will never make it home to see their parents. And those parents will forever be in a space where they, like, what was the last thing I say? said, what was the last lunch I made? What was their last thought or experience? Did they call out for me? These are the wrong things. It's the wrong things, and it's indeed the wrong time. We are losing our way. Some political roots are so focused on the wrong thing that our children are dying, and there ain't no coming back from that, not even a little bit, unquote. Now, she pleaded for Americans to show more concern for children's safety than current hot-button topics like Tennessee's recent uh, legislation uh, restricting drag shows and critical race theory. After Nash's brother was shot to death at Reseda High School in Reseda, California, on February 22nd, 1993, their mother, Margaret Ensley, f- uh, founded uh, Mothers Against Violence in School, on which Nash is a spokesperson. Um you know, I've been saying this for the longest. You know, I don't know what is it going to take. Uh, our children are dying. Our our young people are dying. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how our country are not taking care of our children. Uh, what does that say about our country, that they care more about the guns than the children. And the first thing they say, the people right there sitting in Congress and in the Senate, oh, uh, well, this is another example of uh, guns being in the hands of people with mental illness. That's the first thing they say. Instead of saying we got to do something because we cannot go to school, we can't go to the movies, we can't go to the supermarket, we can't go to a concert without somebody trying to shoot up the place. And it's like nobody's doing anything about it. And uh, there's a quote. Uh, I have two quotes. Uh, one by a vocal artist by the name of uh, Mattis uh, Yahoo. He said, quote, I think there's a tendency for people to get rigid and caught up in their beliefs of what is right and wrong. And they lose sight of humanity. Being human has to come first before right or wrong. And then there's also a quote by a man by the name of Robert Maxwell. He said, quote, the things I would most like to see invented is a way of teaching children and grown-ups the difference between right and wrong. It's getting to a point where the wrong is right and the right is wrong. This is what's going on. And it's like you know that this is wrong. And I just don't understand why our government just don't see that our children are dying out here. And they're not going to really take action until it affects them personally. And I always say that. It's not going to really take effect until somebody in, Senate, in the Senate or in Congress is affected by this. Because it's got to stop. And it doesn't even have to be somebody that's mental who have mental issues, you could be sane and walking around and want to shoot up place just because you feel like it. You know what I'm saying? So it is it, it not, and, and this person who shot these th- six people, she had a license. She legally owned these guns. It wasn't like she went out here and bought the guns illegally. Um, and then um, 
they're saying uh, blaming the president. Oh, because of the trans, because this person was transgender. That was the that that's the reason why this is happening. What does does someone's sexual preference has anything to do with buying a, a buying guns and shooting innocent bystanders and innocent children and adults? It has nothing to do with that. Uh, right now we have 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you'd like to show anyone know more about it, make sure, and you are a registered listener, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follows on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. Stiletto like a shoe. S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. Um, also this week, uh, there is a um, Adele. Uh, she she isn't saying goodbye uh, to her Las Vegas residency in, anytime soon. The Hello Singer on Sunday added 34 concerts to her Weekend with Adele residency, which was uh, previously scheduled to conclude with Saturday night show at the Coliseum at Caesar Palace. The new performances will take place at the same venue between June 16th and November 4th. Organizers just announced this on Sunday. The official confirmation comes hours after Adele teased to her audience that the residency would go on and that a concert film would follow. The new performance would take place at the same venue between June 16th and November 4th. That's what organizers announced on Sunday. The official confirmation came hours after Adele teased to her audience that the residency would go on and that a concert film would follow. The London-born Adele, a 16-time Grammy winner known for hits such as Rolling in the Deep and Easy on Me, began her Vegas residency last November. The first leg also included 34 concerts. Adele originally planned to begin her residency in January of 2022, but postponed it days before the first scheduled concert, saying it wasn't ready. Madonna is showing some support to the LGBTQ community. The 64-year-old queen of pop has announced a Nashville stop on her celebration tour after Tennessee passes two bills targeting the community. The Like a Virgin hitmaker plans to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community after Tennessee became the first state to ban drag shows in public spaces on Thursday. And on Monday, March 27, the pop icon turned to her Instagram page to share the news of her additional show in Nashville. Now, this is what Madonna uh, posted. She said, quote, Excited to announce we are adding eight more cities in the U.S. for the celebration tour. Especially happy to come to Nashville to celebrate drag and the trans community. The oppression of the LGBTQ plus is not only unacceptable and, in, and inhumane, it's creating an unsafe environment, making America a dangerous place for our most vulnerable citizens, especially trans women of color. Unquote. Now, she also mentioned that Bob the Drag Queen, who won the eighth season of RuPaul Drag Race, will see fans soon, writing that Bob and I will see you from the stage in Nashville where we celebrate the beauty that is, in the, that is the queer community. 
Now, general sales for the Nashville concert, as well as newly added dates in Washington, D.C., Palm Springs, Sacramento, Phoenix, San Francisco, and Las Vegas, will begin this Friday, March 31st at 10 a.m. local time. General sales for the Philadelphia concert will begin at 12 p.m. local time that day. Brittany Taylor, an alum of VH1 Love and Hip Hop New York, has reportedly been arrested and charged with assault after allegedly hitting the father of her children with a baseball bat. Now, TMZ reports Taylor got into an altercation with a man identified as Alfie's with whom she has two children, a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. An arrest warrant was issued, and Taylor turned herself in last week, according to the site. Now, a source told TMZ that Alfie uh, flew to New York to see the kids and that during the visit he angered Taylor by ignoring something she said. In a criminal complaint obtained by TMZ, Alfie said that Taylor didn't punch him in the face in front of the kids and hit him with a baseball bat. And after the alleged altercation, Alfie went to the hospital and got stitches for a wounded a wound above the eye. Um, now, Taylor is charged with two counts of assault, one count of endangering the welfare of a child, and one count of criminal possession of a weapon. Taylor was a supporting cast member of the eighth season of Love & Hip Hop New York, with VH1 billing her as a young, hungry female rapper who was trying to take the spot of fellow rapper Bianca Bonney. She previously made headlines in 2019 when the judge granted a woman a temporary order of protection against Taylor after she allegedly threw a phone at the woman and scratched her neck in a fight at a Manhattan apartment complex. Now, earlier that year, Taylor claimed that Love & Hip Hop New York co-star Remy Ma punched her in the eye at a benefit concert at New York City's Irving Plaza. Remy Ma was uh, charged with four counts of uh, misdemeanor assault and harassment, but prosecutors dropped the charges months later after the eyewitness turned uncooperative. Eva Marcel and Michael Sterling are calling it quits. The Real Housewives of Atlanta star filed for divorce from the lawyer on March 23rd, stating that their marriage is irretrievably broken. This is according to a document obtained by People. The pair married on October 7th of 2018 and are currently living in a bona fide state of separation. That's what Marcel's attorney wrote in the filing. They share three children, a son, four-year-old Michael Sterling Jr., whom they welcomed in 2018, and Maverick Sterling III. Sterling is also the father figure to Marcel's daughter, Marley Ray, from her previous relationship with ex-Kevin McCall. The former American Next Top Model winner and the young and restless actress is seeking legal and primary custody of their children and child support, as well as support with care and maintenance and medical costs. Now, Marcel went to court to award her equitable division of the assets she and Sterling gained uh, during their marriage as well as uh, her own separate property. She wants their debt to be equally divided as well. And uh, Trevor Noah is officially returning to television. The 39-year-old has been named the host of Amazon Prime Video, LOL, Last One Laughing. Last One Laughing, according to Variety. The program is the first South African original series for the platform. Now, this is what Noah said at uh, press time. He said, quote, I'm excited to be back to host Prime Video, first South African original, Last One Laughing. 
and to have a chance to connect with my home audience. I am equally delighted for the opportunity to be working alongside my fellow homegrown comedy stars on a show that not only entertain but give back to the South African production and charity communities. Unquote. Now, set to launch in early 2024, the six-part unscripted series put ten famous South African comedians and entertainers against one another to see who can keep a straight face while simultaneously trying to make their opponents laugh. In the end, the winner takes a grand prize of one million rand, which is over $50,000 in U.S. dollars, that goes to their charity of choice. LOL, Last last One Laughing is an adaptation of a franchise that Amazon is producing in more than 20 countries, including Italy, Mexico, and Australia. Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Carrie Washington. She has a new comedy series called Unprisoned. And it's the highest premiere view. It has had one of the highest premiere viewership to date. Uh, also this week, uh, Liz T- uh, Tyler is making her way back to Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll tell you what she's going to be doing. And Zendaya Comey is going to soon add another accolade to her trophy collection. I'll tell you what that's going to be. And actor John Hamm has become the latest addition to the cast of Mean Girls, the musical movie. And uh, Keanu Reeves has shown he hasn't lost his mojo. I'll tell you what that means. And the Aristocrats, remember Disney movie, The Aristocrats? Well, it's coming to life. And guess who's going to be behind bringing that uh, classic cartoon uh, that classic 1970 animated film back to life. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't you go anywhere.
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now, we got 29 minutes left remaining in the show. That's new music from Jimin, from BTS, from his new album, Faith, and Set Me Free Part 2. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that uh, Carrie Washington's new comedy series, Unprison, has the highest premiere viewership to date for an Onyx Collective show on Hulu. And according to Deadline, the original series based on the life of author Terry McMillan is also the most watched premiere on the streaming app in terms of hours for 2023 thus far. Now, Unprisoned followed an uncanny relationship between Paige Alexander, played by Washington, a therapist and single mom, and her estranged dad, Edwin Alexander, played by Delroy Lindo, who moves in with her and her teenage son, Finn, after spending years in prison. Jordan uh, McIntosh plays Little Paige, and Marcus Richardson plays Mal Kennedy, also appears in the series. Now, Washington not only stars in the inaugural Onyx Collective comedy series, which premiered earlier this month on Hulu, but also served as executive producer alongside Yvette Lee Bowser, uh, Pilar Savone, Delroy Lindo, Joy Gorman-Wintels, Jen Braden, and Kevin Bray, and the aforementioned McMillan, the Hollywood A-listers has also uh, executive produced TV shows, including Reasonable Doubt and her leading series, Scandal. All eight episodes of Unprisoned are currently streaming on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Liz Taylor is making her way back to Marvel Cinematic Universe. The SAG award-winning actress has been tapped to join the cast of Captain America's New World Order, reprising her role from 15 years ago. The 45-year-old daughter of singer Steven Tyler will reprise her role of scientist Betty Rose, who is the daughter of General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Rose, who uh, she portrays the character in the 2008 The Incredible Hulk alongside Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, a.k.a. The Hulk. The Incredible Hulk is the second MCU film and was released after Iron Man. However, Norton exited the franchise after reportedly disagreeing with Marvel over the final edit of the film. He was then replaced by Mark Ruffalo for The Avengers and subsequent films. Thunderbolt was portrayed by the late William Hurt in The Incredible Hulk. Sam Elliott, meanwhile, played the part in 2003 Hulk starring Eric Bana. The role has now been recast with Harrison Ford being set to play the character in Captain America 4. The movie will also mark the first installment in the Captain America film franchise without Chris Evans in the Tyler role. Evans, Steve Rogers passed the torch to Anthony Mackie's uh, Sam Wilson in Avengers Endgame in 2019. However, Sam didn't immediately embrace his new alter ego on Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, on which he starred alongside Sebastian Stan. And after much self-doubt due to him questioning how a black man can represent a country that does not represent him, Sam finally takes up the shield and embraces his new alter ego in the last episode of the series. The movie is slated for May 3, 2024 release in the United States. 
Zenea Coleman is going to soon add another accolade to her trophy collection. The actress-singer has been selected to receive a CinemaCon Star of the Year Award at the upcoming Big Screen Achievement Awards. The prize will be handed out during the ceremony on Thursday, April 27th at the Coliseum at Caesar Palace in Las Vegas. The event will close out the National Association of Theater Owners official convention. CinemaCon 2023 will be held April 24th to the 27th. The Big Screen Achievement Awards are presented by official sponsors, the Coca-Cola Company. Also receiving awards alongside them there at the upcoming ceremony will be Christopher Nolan and Emma Thomas, who will receive the Natto Spirit of the Industry Award, and the cast of Lion Gage Joyride, who will be honored with the Comedy Ensemble of the Year Award. And starting her career as a child model, Zendaya, or some people pronounce it Zendaya, has gained recognition for her role in the new Spider-Man trilogy, Dune, and Ephora. She has become the youngest ever two-time winner of the Drama League Actress Emmy with her role as Rue Bennett on the HBO teen drama series. She will next be seen in Dune Part 2, which is scheduled to open in U.S. theaters on November 3rd. John Hamm has become the latest addition to the cast of the Mean Girls musical movie. The 52-year-old actor is set to play the role of Coach Carr, the gym coach and incompetent sex ed teacher, in the upcoming movie adaptation of the Broadway musical. And this is according to Hollywood Reporter. Busy Phillips was recently cast as Mrs. George, the mother of Regina George, who will be played by Renee Rapp in the move in the film. Uh, Phillips confirming the casting on Instagram. She said, quote, you know something, I really never had have been a regular mom. Hashtag mean girls. Now, and Gory Rice, uh, Jacqueline Speedy are also set to star in the movie, which will be directed by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Jr. Tina Fey and her husband, Jeff Richmond, are adapting their musical for the big screen, and they want the mean girls musical movie to have a fresher palette. Now, Lauren Michaels is producing the movie for Paramount Pictures with Faye penning the script and Richmond and lyricist Neil Benjamin working on the music. Keanu Reeves has shown he hasn't lost his mojo. His latest film, John Wick Chapter 4, has debuted atop the box office in North America with approximately $73.5 million, a franchise best for the saga about a hitman on a vengeful quest. The John Wick franchise is indeed a rare original property to keep growing and improving in terms of ticket sales. The first movie opened to a modest $14 million in 2014. Its sequel, John Wick Chapter 2, opened to $30.4 million in 2017. And the third film, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabella, previously marked a series high with a $56.8 million in 2019. Joe Drake, Lion Gate's motion picture group president, gushes about the franchise. He said that the results are speaking for themselves, and we expect a big multiple. While John Wick 4 has been widely described as the last one in the franchise, Drake doesn't rule out another potential sequel in the future. Internationally, the fourth installment in the Assassin series took in $54 million, debuting at number one in each of the 71 markets where it opened. It has so far grossed $137.5 million worldwide against a reported budget of $100 million. 
And back to the domestic chart, Creed 3 rises up to the second place with an estimated 10.4 million. Shazam! Fury of the Gods falls two spots to the third place with approximately 9.7 million. No thanks to bad reviews. And Screen 6 also dropped two slots from from to number four with approximately 8.4 million, followed by 65 at the fifth place with an estimated 3.25 million. And the aristocrat, no, the aristocats are coming to life. Deadline reported on Monday that Disney 1970s animated film The Aristocats is getting a live-action re-imaging directed by Questlove. And according to the outlet, the movie will be written by Will Gluck, uh, who did Peter Rabbit, and Keith Bunnan, who did Onward. And the Roots band member will also oversee music for the movie as well as executive produce and direct. Now, Questlove, who's born... Amir Thompson won an Oscar last year when his film Summer of Soul won Best Documentary Feature. Directed by Wolfgang Ritherman, the Aristocats debuted in December of 1970. Set in Paris, the movie is about a high-society cat named Duchess whose wealthy owner leaves behind her state to her and her kittens. Deadline previously announced that a live-action version of Aristocats was in early development back in January of 2022. Several other Disney live-action re-imagings are coming soon. Peter Pan and Wendy debuted on Disney Plus on April 28th. The Little Mermaid is in theaters May 26th. Snow White opened in theaters March 2024. The, Muf- uh, the Mufasa, the Lion King prequel, is in theaters on June 2024. And Hercules is in the works. And Lilo and Stitch is also reportedly in development. The hosts of this year's Academy of Country Music Awards have been unveiled. Garth Brooks will be joining returning host Dolly Parton for the 58 ACM Awards, which are taking place on May 11 at the Ford Center at the Star in Fresco, Texas. Now, Parton, who hosted the ceremony solo in 2000 and alongside Jimmy Allen and Gabby Barrett last year, well, this marks the first time Brooks will host an award show. Now, Parton also revealed that fans will get the chance to hear new music from her during the Star Study of Evening, which celebrates country music's biggest stars and emerging talent. And during an appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon in December, uh, Parton shared that the album is titled Rockstar and will be released next fall. And while the If Tomorrow Never Comes singer has never hosted a ceremony before, he has had plenty of experience when it comes to winning at them. Brooks, who announced his new uh, Las Vegas residency in November, has won 22 ACM awards, including six Entertainer of the Year gongs. Uh, Parton, meanwhile, has 13 ACM awards win. uh, Nominees, performers, and uh, presenters for this year's show will be announced in the coming weeks, according to the release. The 58th Academy of Country Music Award takes place Thursday, May 11, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and streamed live exclusively on Prime Video. And it was reported on Thursday that Heather Williams, one of R. Kelly's sexual abuse victims, was granted access to his Sony Music royalties, estimated to be worth $1.5 million. According to Billboard, Illinois Supreme Court determined that her claim should be given precedence over the disgraced crooner's Chicago landlord, whom he also owes $3.5 million. Williams was also granted the reward because she was the first to propelly demand the money from Sony. 
Williams filed a lawsuit in 2019 against the convicted singer, claiming that he enticed her into his studio at the age of 16 by offering her a part in a music video. Kelly repeatedly had sex with her while she remained underage, and after concluding the uh, litigations in 2020, she was granted a $4 million settlement. The court later ruled that Williams should continue receiving his royalties until the judgment is paid off. Childish Gambino racked up a victory in, in the court of law this week over his 2018 hit, This Is America. A New York judge ruled in favor of the 39-year-old, saying it was not plagiarized. Donald Glover was originally sued in 2021 by a rapper named Kid West, who said that the actor stole his 2016 record, Made in America. West went through the process of copywriting the track in 2017 and claimed the uh, March 15, 20 artist stole his flow and ripped him off. All hip-hop reports that the judge presided over the case felt otherwise, specifically given the fact that West secured a copyright for the recorded version of Made in America, but not the actual music itself. While that situation ended positive, positive for the uh, eclectic rapper, he recently caught fire on the television front for how he handled Dominique Fishback and her character Dre on his new show, Swarm. Uh, Glover admitted that he intentionally did not provide her with a backstory on Dre because he felt it was not necessary during the interview with Vulture. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break. And when when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere. Wonder if I need to pick a different hobby. I'm deep in with this 
rapping, it's all I need to know. I never did nothing better, it's hard to let it go. But like a father watching his daughter walk down the altar with tears in his eyes, you gotta let it grow. And so I shall, but first I've been holding my style, coding around with more portables than what the quota allows. From another BTS member, J Hope, featuring J Cole on the street. We got 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Kelly Clarkson is bringing some chemistry to Las Vegas. On Monday, one day after announcing her album of that name, Clarkson revealed that she'll be performing a residency at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino in Vegas this summer over several weeks. The residency titled Chemistry, an Intimate Night with Kelly Clarkson, will run between July 28th and August 19th at Planet Hollywood uh, Backed Theater. Clarkson will be performing shows on July 28th and 29th and August 2nd, 4th, 5th, 9th, 11th, 12th, 18th, and 19th. Tickets go on sale on Ticketmaster this Friday, March 31st at 10 a.m. Pacific time through a fan pre-sale which started on uh, Tuesday, uh, March 28th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Additionally, city card members can access a pre-sale of their own between Tuesday, March 28th at 10 a.m. Pacific time and Thursday, March 30th at 10 p.m. Pacific time. The residency marks Clarkson's first official concert series since her 2019 Meaning of Life tour. The singer had to call off her 2020 Invincible residency in Las Vegas amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Drake Rich faced the wrath of his fans after canceling his scheduled performance at Lollapalooza, Brazil. The Canadian superstar was set to headline day three of the festival in Sao Paulo, but was unnotably well, unable, actually, to make it due to unforeseen circumstances. Drizzy was originally set to perform on Sunday night, March 26th. However, he unexpectedly canceled his set because he missed important members of his production team. A statement released by the festival on social media said, quote, due to unforeseen circumstances, Drake is without members of his sound and production team, essential to the realization of the Lollapalooza show in Sao Paulo, Drake was excited to perform for his fans in Brazil. Unfortunately, this is beyond his control. Sorry. Unquote. Now, Drake was quickly replaced with Srilix on the bill. Uh, the festival also offered day three ticket holders the opportunity for a refund, but uh, many were still upset that the Tootsie Slide hitmaker didn't appear as scheduled. 
Drake was spotted partying with 50 Cent less than 24 hours before his schedule set at the Lollapalooza. He was seen at uh, 50's birthday celebration at Boobie's Trap on the river in Miami. Look at that. Drake hanging with 50 Cent, and look at that. He didn't even show up uh, to the set. Hmm. The 10th annual iHeartRadio Music Awards has crowned young fans' favorite musicians at the ceremony which took place on Monday, March 27th at the iconic Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. Taylor Swift topped the winner's list with five nods while Harry Styles bagged the top honor. The anti-hero hitmaker was a major winner after claiming five trophies for categories like Song of the Year, Best Lyrics, Best Pop Album, TikTok, Bop of the Year, and Best Sample. The 33-year-old star was also honored with the Innovator Award. While receiving the Innovator Award at the award-given event, Taylor delivered an inspiring speech for fans. She advised young fans to allow themselves to experience failure. Taylor also reflected on her own genre switch from country to pop and her decision to re-record her music for which the audience supported her with applause. Other artists like Harry, Drake, SZA, and others are also made off with a few awards. Harry took home Artist of the Year, Favorite Tour Style, and Favorite Residency categories, while Drake nabbed Hip Hop Song of the Year for his hit, Wait for You, featuring Future and Tim's, as well as Hip Hop Artist of the Year. And as for SZA, the 33-year-old artist won R&B Song of the Year for her hit, I Hate You, from her sophomore album, SOS. She also took home the R&B Artist of the Year category, and during the ceremony, Doja Cat received the most played artist, while Pink got the Icon Award for her uh, impact on pop culture, longevity, and continued relevance as a touring and radio force with a loyal fan base worldwide. The annual ceremony was hosted by Lenny Kravis, Kelly Clarkson, Pink, Keith Urban, Pat Benatar, and Neil Geraldo, Money Long, Cody Johnson, and Coldplay were among the performers to hit the stage. And uh, Jimin, Park Jimin, we just played his song earlier, uh, has admitted initially he didn't have any ambitions to join BTS. The 27-year-old musician who recently released his debut solo album, Faith, had chatted to bandmate Sugar about his early days as a trainee for big hit music and how his K-pop dreams change. Appearing on Sugar's uh, uh, Suguida uh, talk show, I think that's uh, Su- Su- Suguida, uh, he he said on Sugar Show that when he first joined the agency as a trainee, he didn't have any ambitions to be on the team because he didn't think it was his team. But it was because of Sugar, that's how uh, Jimmy was able to change his mind. Uh, he said that he still remembered when the lights were off and they were in bed, and when he woke up, uh, he said he woke up to Namjoon, RM, snoring, and uh, Sugar, I guess Jimmy was on the top bottom bunk, and Sugar was on the top bunk. And as Sugar looked down at Jimmy, he told him that he was a good singer, and he really wanted him to be on their team. And that's when the the and Jimmy Jimmy said right then and there that was when his ambition sparked. Sugar recalls the moment, too, and he explained that he realized Jimmy could do more than the agency was letting him at the time. And this is what um, Sugar said. He said, quote, I knew what your tone and your voice would sound like when you sang. No one else on the team 
had that tone. So I felt that you could become a singer with a unique voice. I already knew, so that's why I said that I said. Uh, he should be singing. Why are you making him rap when he can't even rap? Unquote. Meanwhile, Jimin also asked Sugar why he decided to launch his online talk show, and he admitted it was was motivated by the idea of giving his bandmates a, a platform for their respective projects. He said, quote, I'm, I'm, if I'm being honest, when I saw the members playing their solo albums, I thought you need to go on shows to promote your albums once they were out, and I wanted to do that for you guys, unquote. Oh, that was so nice, Youngie. Youngie is uh, Sugar's uh, real name. So nice, so nice. Um, Lady Kravitz is working on an upbeat new album. The Flyaway Star is planning to hit the road for a 2024 tour, and he's revealing he's in the final stages of mixing his first new record since 2018, Raised Vibration, with the rockers describing his new music as upbeat and insisting he wanted to make it since he was a teenager. Lenny has been making a number of cameo appearances in movies and TV shows in recent years, but he's currently in the process of reading through scripts as he searches for the next big screen role. And Ariana Grande uh, definitely still had uh, fond memories of her late ex, Mac Miller, and their first collaboration together. The pop superstar sent love to Malcolm Jane and McCormick on the 10th anniversary of their hit, The Way. On the 10th anniversary of her first collaboration with her late ex-boyfriend, the powerhouse vocalist sent the rapper a simple, sweet message on social media. Responding to a fan's celebratory post of a clip from the song music video on social media on March 25th, the 29-year-old star wrote, quote, I love you. She then shared the post to her Instagram story alongside the same message. Ariana and Mac became friendly while creating and performing the way her breakthrough 2013 hit in the song's music video. The two artists performed together and shared kisses. The pair then entered a relationship in 2016, dating dated for about two years, and split in May of 2018. Shortly before the rapper died from an accidental overdose in September of 2018 at the age of 26, and throughout their relationship, the pair also collaborated on Max My Favorite Part, as well as a remix of Ariana's Into You, both released in 2016. Wow, can you believe it? Wow, that was 20, wow, 20, it seemed like it was yesterday, right, when that song, um, The Way, came out. 10th anniversary. Wow, time is moving. And uh, Quavo... It's set to release some new music soon. The Migos star announced his return on Monday, March 27th, by informing his fans that he will unleash a new single called Honey Bun this week. The 31-year-old teased the track via Instagram, sharing a black-and-white photo of himself on the set of what appeared to be a music video. He wrote Honey Bun Friday. The MC added a hashtag for take. It will be another tribute song that Quavo dedicated to Take Off. And in February, the former honored his late nephew and bandmate with a song called Greatness. Quavo's uh, first tribute song for Take Off was Without You. It arrived on January 4th alongside a somber black-and-white music video which see Quavo sitting in what seemed to be a recording studio while smoking a blunt. He looked down and rocked gently in a chair. Quavo was with Takeoff during the shooting, which took place at 810 Billards and Bowling in Houston, Texas, on November 1st, 2022. Wow. 
Well, that's going to be do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe. And uh, I'll and we'll talk the next time. And also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertainment one And also, you can follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Give. Have a great one. Take care, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>